0: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The news this week has shown us moments from a conflict that are shocked, disgusted and saddened us all, regardless of whose side of the fighting you align yourself with.
1: Gaza is in the dark as we go to where. its only power plant has shut down. A humanitarian crisis there is escalating. Israel hitting hundreds of targets across the Hamas-held territory overnight. Entire Jewish families have been found slaughtered in their homes by Hamas terrorists. Israel
0: says it's at war after Palestinian militants launched a major terror attack. As adults, we can make the decision to step away from scrolling and close off the gruesome images that are flooding our timelines. But with their impulse control even worse than ours, how do we stop kids from seeing these disturbing things? With a warning to delete social media apps at this time, we find out how to handle exposure of the worst the world has to offer to young minds. But first, news headlines for Friday, October 13. The yes and no campaigns for the voice to parliament are gearing up for their final day of campaigning today before Australia heads to the polls tomorrow. The Prime Minister will be making multiple state appearances heading to South Australia, Tasmania and New South Wales after spending time in Perth yesterday. Anthony Albanese saying it would be most unfortunate if we miss this once-in-a-generation opportunity to advance reconciliation. No campaigner Jacinda Price cast her early vote in Alice Springs yesterday, saying Aboriginal people did not want to rely on the government for equality. Many early voters casting their ballot for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament have been sharing their voting papers on social media, leading to warnings about what to do and what not to do on voting day. The ballot paper calls for the voter to clearly write only yes or no in the box provided, but there have been some instances where people have posted their votes online with things like, hell yes or yes with an exclamation mark, leading to warnings they could be making their vote invalid. While some have responded saying their vote will still be counted, many a warning to stick with just yes or no to be safe. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has called for anyone inciting violence at pro-Palestinian rallies organised across the country this weekend to be met with a very, very heavy hand and any non-citizens preaching anti-Semitic speech to be deported. The Palestinian Action Group has called Mr Dutton's comments a shocking attack on democratic rights, saying people have the right to protest against war crimes and apartheid policies of the Israeli state. A group of pro-Palestinian protesters in Sydney on Monday were called out for anti-Semitic chants, but the organisers say they shut down the small number of those involved quickly and condemned their actions. Rallies are planned for Canberra, Perth and Brisbane today, with others happening in Adelaide, Melbourne and Sydney over the weekend. An Australian man has been arrested in Singapore after a flight bound for Perth had to return to Changi Airport due to a bomb threat. The 30-year-old was taken into custody accused of criminal intimidation but the details of exactly what the threat entailed have not been released. Authorities sending two fighter planes to escort the jet back to Singapore and closing down the runway for an hour. The investigation is ongoing. The Russian Olympic Committee has been suspended by the IOC for breaching the public charter by incorporating four Ukrainian sporting bodies into their own. The International Olympic Committee's executive board imposed the suspension on Thursday after Russian officials accepted the councils in Donetsk, Kurzon Luhansk, and Zaporizhia as its members, the IOC, saying the move violates territorial integrity. But while the Russian Olympic Committee is suspended, it doesn't impact any Russian athlete from competing in Paris under a neutral flag. The IOC has been seen as too lenient on Russia after having never excluded their athletes from any Olympics, despite a decade-long doping scandal, and now choosing to decide if individual athletes support the war in Ukraine or not. Despite the power going out at one point, the Aussie Diamonds have won their first game of the Constellation Cup against New Zealand. The players managed to overcome a build-up to the game dominated by a breakdown of Super Netball pay negotiations between the players and Netball Australia, taking the match against the Silver Ferns 50-40 in Melbourne. The second game will be held at Brisbane's Entertainment Centre on Sunday before the series moves to New Zealand. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. In the past six days, videos and images of mass shootings, hostages being taken and tortured, rockets falling on civilian neighbourhoods and children trying to survive in the chaos have inundated our social media feeds in the aftermath of Hamas's attack on Israel. While some platforms have been better at censoring the content, on Elon Musk's X, hundreds of videos of militants allegedly murdering civilians in Israel have been showing up. And while some are mercifully blurred out, others are not, leaving us to see the full horrific treatment, especially of women and children, at the hands of Hamas. Hashtags have sprung up so those who align themselves with this violent and shocking content can keep on following it, posting reactions to it themselves as they celebrate the deaths of hundreds praising Hamas's actions and spouting anti-Semitic speech. In return, those on the other side are celebrating pictures from a devastated Gaza Strip where entire districts have been wiped out by Israeli airstrikes and where little children, covered in the dust of what used to be their homes, huddle on desolate streets, waiting to see if even a single member of their family has survived. Now, Hamas are threatening to broadcast the murders of those being held hostage, posting them on social media platforms for full impact. This is where the information age is at its most brutal. We no longer have to wait for the heavily regulated news reports to tell us what's happening. Completely uncensored conflict is coming straight to our phones. For some, it all becomes a bit too much, choosing to step away from it where they can.
1: As the producer of this podcast, it's kind of my job to go online and see all of these horrific things that are happening. But I've really been struggling with seeing them and I'm having friends tell me what their husbands are seeing and having videos sent to me and I am trying my best to avoid it. Some of the things I've seen have been truly, truly horrific and I can't even imagine how I would feel if I knew my kids were watching this stuff
0: while others feel like it's a duty to know and understand what's happening and face the worst for those who have to live it. While I don't choose to absorb all of the content that's out there, I feel like it would be ignorant of me to just scroll past it and pretend that this isn't going on because it is innocent. People are being killed. Women are being separated from their children, and I choose to look at some of this content to educate myself about what's going on so I can talk about
1: it with the people who are so, so affected by it.
0: While we as adults can make these choices, for kids who have access to platforms like TikTok and Instagram where some of this content is spreading, their impulse control being as it is, they may not be able to just put their phones aside and take a breath. Jewish schools across Australia this week sent messages home to parents advising them to be vigilant in monitoring what their children are consuming. Parents have been told to even consider deleting apps like TikTok and Instagram to avoid the potential exposure to this violent and extremist content. But whether you've sheltered them from the terrible news coming from the Middle East, kids know. It filters through from a schoolmate, an overheard news bulletin during the evening wind-down, or a glance at what their parents are scrolling through. Children will get a sense that something terrible is happening and some will want to know. So how do you navigate this situation and how do you explain it when they do see it and are affected? Kira Pendergast is the founder and CEO of Safe on Social, a leading online trust and safety education and consulting provider. Kira, Parents are being advised to delete their children's social media platforms to avoid seeing this violent content. Do you agree that that's the way to handle this?
1: Oh, look, if they're little, I think you should be really considering that because there's a lot of kids using social media way under the recommended age guideline of 13. And half the reason that we always say 13 plus is because they're not emotionally capable of handling what they're seeing. So it's time for some really big conversations.
0: Is there any way of, instead of deleting it, restricting accounts that they're following or is that not enough? Will stuff still sneak through?
1: It'll still sneak through because you don't know with these kinds of acts and what they're actually posting how it's going to come up in the algorithm like what it's being tagged as like hashtags that are being used and just that bombardment that you know if it happens on mass like there has been some predictions and threats that it will be happening over the weekend in particular you know it might be just a really good time to take the family somewhere where they can't get an internet connection at all. I think, you know, it's for children and for adults. Like I know I don't want to see it. I've taken huge amounts of steps to make sure that I don't see it and I only have to see what I choose to watch here because it's extraordinarily upsetting. We have to remember that we cannot fix things by sharing Things and all of that while we're raising awareness we really need to think why we're doing it do we really understand it obviously it's a time to be asking a whole heap of big questions and reading things as an adult but kids don't necessarily need to see that and just make sure you create a safe space for them that if they do they know that they can tell you You can go through with them and say, how does that make you feel? All of those kinds of things that they know how to speak up and you report it accordingly if you need to.
0: Kira, how do we handle this with kids who are a little bit older? Because as we know, social media is a lifeline for a lot of kids, especially mid to late teens. They're not going to take too kindly to mum and dad coming in to saying we're deleting TikTok and we're deleting Instagram. How do we handle that?
1: Well, thankfully, at schools at the moment, most public schools at least have banned phones. So there's going to be limited viewing during the day at school if they're in a state school. And most public and private schools have got restrictions like off and away and things like that. So parents can be kind of be a little bit more comfortable that they may not be as bombarded during the day. Now I massively underline May there, Claire. But what we really need to remember here is that they are going to slip through the cracks. If one parent puts restrictions in, not every parent's going to put restrictions in. There's a lot of kids that have got completely free reign here and if they're not seeing it on their own devices, they've shown it by a friend. So that's why they need to be prepared to have really big conversations about what's going on and that if they see things that make them feel uncomfortable or scare them in any way, that they speak up about it.
0: What role do the platforms themselves have in disseminating this information? And what are governments doing, Australian government in particular, to stop things like we're hearing from Hamas who say they're going to start broadcasting the execution of hostages? We know that it's coming. Can we rely on these
1: platforms to do
0: something about it?
1: No, we can't, to be brutally honest. The platforms aren't responsible for what's posted on them under a US law called the Communications Decency Act. And Section 230C, the Good Samaritans provision it's called, is like, where all the free speech laws and things like that? So certain parts of that act mean that the platforms are never responsible for what's posted on them. However, the EU have come out and threatened meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, and given them 24 hours to explain any action that they're going to take against these kinds of videos being shared. So that's a really positive step on behalf of the European Union and hopefully Facebook Instagram, TikTok, the whole lot of them will respond accordingly. The Australian eSafety Commissioner has similar powers. They can put an immediate halt to the dissemination of what is considered terrorist content in times of online crisis. So if they start releasing these abhorrent videos that they're threatening to do, the eSafety Commissioner can step in I'm currently travelling overseas and I have not seen a statement sent out by the eSafety Commissioner as yet, but I would expect something would be coming very soon.
0: What about kids who are going to seek this out? And I say this because I probably was one of those kids who was a little bit sort of intrigued by gruesome stuff. And so they're going to hear people talking about it. They're going to hear this conversation, maybe even from this podcast, talking about restricting kids' access to it. But there's going to be kids who actively seek it out. Is there any way we can help limit the kind of violent images that they might be confronted with?
1: Look, you could limit the timing. It's going to be very, very difficult to limit the content if it does go out en masse like they have threatened. And you have to parent up here you have to put restrictions in place please please make sure you follow the golden rules never allow phones in the bedroom especially now because if a child's laying in bed even at like a teenager in 17 18 or whatever i know it's going to be really hard to stop but that conversation over dinner saying hey Things are getting pretty full on out there. So as a family, we're making a decision that we're all going to put our phones away so we can not view this as we're going to sleep because kids will sit in their bedrooms and scroll and scroll and scroll for hours through this stuff you know they all see it whenever anything like this explodes online whether you know it is that poor man that lost his life to a shark off sydney to multiple things that have happened with self-harmers and things in the past there are some people that will seek it out and so we need to make sure again that we have these big conversations straight up to make sure that they understand and if they you know ...react badly or feel bad about it, that they know that they can speak up. It's going to be really hard to stop it, Claire. That's just the nature of teens. They will, in some cases, look for it.
0: Psychologists say that the wave of awful content we're experiencing with this conflict... ...can make children and adults feel unsafe. It can impact mental health, inhibit our ability to concentrate, to sleep... ...and cause emotional distress... A 2022 study published in the Environment Research and Public Health Journal found that young people watching violent armed conflict, whether that be through traditional media or social media, showed increased anxiety and sadness. They felt isolated, distressed, and have an elevated perception of risks to their own safety. Experts say parents need to keep their own emotions in check before starting a conversation with a young person about the Middle East situation find out what they already know and correct any misinformation, keeping in mind to remain age appropriate. And for those with younger kids, keep an eye out for more tummy aches, headaches or just not feeling themselves. It could be a sign they're not dealing with the feelings that come with seeing things like this. Assure them that while there are a lot of people hurting in that part of the world right now, they're trying to work it out and that there is no risk to their own safety. Kira says if you're not deleting social media platforms from your kids' phones, stay close to what they're doing while they're on them.
1: Definitely phones and devices out of the bedroom so kids aren't seeing it in there. Making sure that you have big conversations as a family make sure that you take some time out yourself step away from the screen this constant bombardment of really awful things that unfortunately we can't do a whole lot about is something that we all really need to check on our own mental health and make sure we have a bit of a break whether it's bake a cake go for a walk in nature Put the phone down. You don't need to be attached to it 24-7 and just use it with mindfulness to protect your own mental health and that of your family.
0: The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyme.